Belfast waterfront, it's half-term. Hello. Hi there. I'm interrupting strangers and asking them where okay. they're going. <laughs> I'm going back to work after being in a meeting in the Department for the Economy. That sounds high-powered. We were looking at the, the, the real challenge around young people in need of education, employment and training who don't... Uh, uh, fit within mainstream training uh, provision here in Northern Ireland. So we have a big problem with with young people who uh, leave school at statutory education at 16 and don't, uh, you know, either drift or until they're maybe 18 or 19 or or whatever. So we we really have a challenge to 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 deal with that and to try and address that. I think there's something like about 26,000 young people here who in Northern Ireland who on leaving school at 16 aren't in education, further education or vocational education or training or employment. What, what do they do? That's the question. Many, many, many of yeah, they are very lost, and many of them churn from one training provider to another, or small bits of employment, or, or other things. So it is very, very, it's very challenging, and we're failing those young people. So it's really important that we do try and make a difference to those young lives. And what's your official role within this puzzle? Um, I work for a charity called Gems Northern Ireland. Our role is to create an inequal and um, equality-driven labour market for everyone, and it's really, really important. And at both ends of the career spectrum because we also work with people in the 55-60 age group who have a lot to offer who have to work longer because of pension and we have a demographic time bomb here in the UK that we need to address. We need to have our older people fitter and healthier and able to work and share their knowledge and expertise with with others. You know a lot about these things. How long have you worked in this area? Um, previously a social worker, working with young people um, in care and, and criminal justice settings, uh, youth justice settings, sorry, um, but in this particular job about 18 years, and it doesn't get any easier. Oh, that was going to be my next question. I think that we have, um, in, in Northern Ireland in particular, we have very low unemployment, but we also have low employment and we have a real challenge with um, economic inactivity and worklessness. 27% of the working age population are inactive and the impact is not just economic, it's on your health, your mental health, your well-being and your life expectancy. So we really have a, we really have a challenge to improve um, labour market opportunities and opportunities for people to stay well and stay longer, stay healthier longer. You're so motivated. I feel like yeah. your nickname might be something like Dynamo or something because um, you've got red hair, red lips, you're like you're clutching papers, clutching handbag full of all the information. Um, Do you ever stop? I think that I had a very serious illness in 2015 and I made it my, my, my determination that I would get healthy, I would get fit and I would try and do do more. I'm 63 now. I'm going to be working to I'm 70. So, uh, paying pension, things things like that. So, I think we all have a duty and a responsibility, a civic responsibility. We have a, a much more um, safer and more um, more peaceful Northern Ireland. Belfast is seen as being a good place to live and work. I'm proud proud of where I come from, but I know there's still a, a big job to do. Um, all of us have a responsibility to show leadership. Do you mind me what you had in 2015? Uh, I had a sepsis, which was a, like a blood poisoning type thing, um, and I had a quite a quite a major operation ar- around that. So um, I lost about 
over 100 pounds in weight and I'm now at the gym I'm doing 25 or 26 lengths of the pool and working out all the time so it's really important that if you get a, if you get a second chance um, to, to take that because a lot of people are not fortunate enough to get a second chance Was it touch and go? It could have been. I never really think of that. You know, that's 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 in the past. You know, but the thing the thing that drives me is that it's better to make a difference than to make a noise. <laughs> oh, hello. Just Again. Hello. <laughs> wondering after your sword fight where you're going. Oh, we were just wandering around. And then after this, we're driving back down to Enniskillen. So you had a day trip up here? Uh, well, no, I live up here. Um, I'm studying up here. Um, but Gareth lives down in Enniskillen, so we're kind of living between two houses. Uh, that's not fun sometimes. Um, it's not fun sometimes, but um, it's also, if you look at it in a positive way, it's kind of, you get the best of both places. What are you studying? I'm studying journalism. And so is this your little girl? Yeah, this is my little girl. How do you fit in studying with sword fighting um, two-year-olds? Uh, I am in class three days a week and she's in nursery three days a week. Yeah, yeah, so it works out okay. <laughs> and then we go home at the weekends, or down in skill at the weekends usually. Wow, so, your life is full. Yes, it is full. It's very busy. It's very busy. Uh, I'm on half term this week though, so I'm enjoying the piece. How do you manage to juggle it all? Um... I get up at six in the morning usually, <laughs> um, and just to get in on time, usually. And I'm very lucky because my course is Monday to Wednesday, so it's all in like a block, which is good. It would be harder if it was spread out a wee bit, I think, because you know my week's over on Wednesday, like very long weekend. It's pretty good, you know. So, are you in classes with a lot of people who aren't juggling quite what you're juggling? I'm the only one in my class that has a child. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like every sort of evening, they will all invite me out to the pub and stuff and I'm like, oh, I have to go pick Florence up from the nursery but thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks anyway. It's nice to be thought of. And so what do they know of your life? Do you think they understand what tea and bath and bed and stories looks like? No. No, because I can remember it wasn't that long ago that I was like that and I would never have thought of it like yeah. Um can I be really personal and ask you if this was the way it was planned to be? Uh, well, I never planned to have any children, so no. Really? No, I didn't want. I didn't. I wasn't like. I mean, I love her, but I wasn't. I was really not into kids at all. So, um, yeah. And I think I'll only have one as well, which some people find like quite disturbing. That I can't have an only child. But I'm really happy with the way it worked out. But it definitely wasn't the plan. So when it did happen, and she's lovely. But when it did happen before she arrived, what was that moment like? Um. Yeah, there was a lot of self-doubt. You definitely felt like you were sort of losing yourself a little bit because, you know, I mean, I'm turning 30 this week as well and I've never really had a, a job that I was passionate about and that's what I wanted, a proper career, you know. But in a way it was very motivating because when I had her, I just suddenly decided, well, that's enough sort of faffing about now and actually just go and do something. So that's what I'm doing now. That's pretty cool then, yeah, that she galvanised that. Yeah, yeah, she actually has been, because um, I think the thing is as well, like I was saying, I can't go out and drink now, so I have no distractions really, apart from her. So in a way that's kind of disciplined me a little bit. And so do you know what will happen once you graduate with your life, which is kind of triangulated at the moment, how it's all going to come well, into one place? I've been having the words uh, like a sort of, networking and things pushed on me a lot and that sort of you know oh you should volunteer and do internships and stuff like that and I'm just 
at a point now in my life where I really just need to get paid. So it'll be really, it, that'll definitely financially, that's going to be a huge struggle for me because, you know, they say that you can get all this help whenever you, they encourage parents, you know, to go into education, but I haven't found it that easy. I have to say, I haven't found there to be like an abundance of sort of grants or anything, you know, even with that, it's still a struggle. So at that, in that respect, I'm probably at a disadvantage for my peers, but, um, you know, it's a challenge. <laughs> She's really sweet. <laughs> she is really sweet, yeah. And um, the daddy does a good job of... Yeah, yeah, no, he's very, very good. He's it must be good. like a relief when he is around. Yes, yes. somewhat like the cavalry arriving. <laughs> sort of just after the nick of time when you're already completely dishevelled. But, um, yeah, still a massive relief at the same time. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Where Are You Going? A special hello to our new listener, Terence, and his dog, Kate. I love hearing from you, so please do get in touch by emailing whereareyougoing at loftusmedia.co.uk. That's L-O-F-T-U-S media. My name's Catherine Carr, and the team at Loftus produce these episodes.